0: Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to the Hope Wellness Podcast. I'm your host Marissa and today we have a very special guest with us, Nicole. Welcome. Hi, super happy to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited about today's chat. Um, We're going to be talking a lot about mindset and really manifesting the life that you want, which I think is something that a lot of us um, deserve to dive deeper in. So I'm super excited to pick Nicole's brain about it because she's a master at it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just to give some background on Nicole, she is the host of My Aligned Purpose podcast, which I was actually on, and it's an amazing podcast with so much value to it. So, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, she's also the co CEO of My Aligned Purpose, and she's a former high school teacher turned CTI trained leadership coach and an NLP practitioner, and she helps women exit their nine-to-fives and grow their business and have what they want in life. So this is amazing. I feel like every woman is going to benefit from this conversation today.
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, that's why I I feel really passionate about doing this work because I think there's too many of us waking up every day and and just moving through the motion and life is just simply too short to live that way. So I think there's an, I know there's another way and I want more people to believe there's another way.
0: I love that. Yeah. It's all about speaking more on it. I think because so many women probably feel trapped, um, in their nine to fives. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you need to go travel the world for the rest of your life, but totally like stepping into your power and figuring out kind of what speaks to you, right. And what you're passionate about. So I would love to just hear uh, Nicole kind of what got you here. And cause I know you were a teacher before. So what kind of led you down that path of, Oh, I want more. Like maybe, maybe there is more out there for me.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good question. And I mean, it depends on how long we have, but I think, <laughs> I think it really stems back to like being 17 and, uh, if I, and I'm, almost 37. So we're talking like 20 years ago. Uh, when I was in high school, um, school was easy for me. I was one of those people that like I didn't have to study, I didn't have to do a whole lot. I got good grades, but I was bored and I I'm very in my head. like I'm such a dreamer, I'm very imaginative. And so I've always journaled and I would dream up of all of the places around the world I would go. I was obsessed with maps and globes and all I wanted to do was travel. And I came from a family that we, I, I've still never been on an airplane with my parents. Like we've never had money as a family unit to go somewhere. I've taken myself all over the world, but as a family, that wasn't how I was raised. We didn't have that kind of money. And so it was like a fantasy of, I can't wait to graduate high school and figure out a way to travel the world. But then all my teachers were like, you should go to university for this. You should be a teacher. You should be a nurse. You should be a lawyer. It was like the shoulds because school was easy. And then of course my parents, like that's all that generation knows is like, you go to school, you get a degree or diploma or certification, and then you get a job and you work that job, whether you've, can I curse?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah.
1: You work that job, whether you fucking hate it or not, to get your pension. You work till you're 65 and you get a pension. That is the be all end all. And you do that. And then, of course, all my friends have their parents saying the same thing. So all my friends are going to university. Nobody's talking about what we actually want to do. So I apply. I go to university. I'm in my first year. um, I'm partying lots. I'm always getting fined for like drinking in residence. Um, I got a notification from the university saying if I didn't pick my grades up, like it's not that I wasn't good at school. I didn't want to be there. If I didn't pick my grades up, I was going to get suspended, all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of here? But the, the messaging around me was, you don't get out of here. You stay here for the four years minimum, and then you make a plan. So I stuck it out. I stayed in university. I didn't enjoy it at all. What I did enjoy was like, I lived in a house with 10 girls and we had a lot of fun. And, um, and I worked, I waitressed and I bartended and I made lots of friends that way. And then I graduated and I was like, what do I do now? I've got a bachelor of arts. Like I'm literally just no further ahead in what I know, but I'm a lot more in debt than I was four years ago. So that's really cool. So I moved around with some girlfriends, started traveling, bartending. I was having fun. I was making money and I was meeting people like, you know, I, I'm from Nova Scotia. I moved out to Canmore, Banff area. I was meeting people from all over the world and I was getting more and more interested in what it would be like to travel. And, um, and then I hit that age of like 25 and all, all of my friends started to like get really serious in their relationships and they were like getting engaged and they were like, we're buying our first house and we we're going to try and get pregnant in the next few years. And I had this overwhelming feeling of I'm doing it wrong. Like, why do, why don't I want any of that? Like, I didn't want any of that. So I ignored my intuition that said like, go be your free spirit that you are. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back to school and be a teacher. Like I kind of like kids, I'm sure that will be easy. And so I went back, I got my two year B.Ed. And I took a teaching job. I taught for five years and I took a teaching job in different provinces, Nova Scotia, Alberta, British Columbia. I taught junior high and high school. And here's what I figured out. I love teenagers. I think they're really misunderstood. Um, And I think that they have a lot to say. And I remember being a teenager very easily. I love teaching. I love creating curriculum and courses and all of that, but I want to do it my way. I am too independent to be like, okay, I'll do it the way the government says and, and follow all these rules. And so once again, I found myself in the spot of there's gotta be more. And I didn't know what that more was, but I And it was kind of like, you know, I don't think everybody has to has has to have a breaking point, but my quote unquote breaking point was I was 30 years old, still teaching my ex-fiance. I found out he had cheated on me. So we called off the wedding and now I'm 30 and all my friends have their babies and their homes and their husbands. And I'm feeling like, wow, this is not where I thought my life was going. So I thought the I'm just going to do what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to get a visa for Australia and I'm going to go there for a year. I'm going to lay on the beach and I'll waitress a little bit. That's all I'm going to do, but I'm not really going to work. I'm not there to work. I'm there to live. Mm -hmm. And that year woke me up at, I turned 31 while I was in Australia and I went to Thailand and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm not going back into a classroom. I'm not going into a job. I hate, I'm not settling down with somebody I'm not in love with. I'm not doing these things because everybody else is doing them. And I set myself free. And that was like the catalyst to the best thing I could have ever done. So from that point, I wrote a book, um, started this podcast. I did my coach training. I did more yoga training. I did my NLP training and I just kept going towards things I wanted. And, um, and then I was like, okay, okay. I want to teach, but how do I want to teach? Well, I want to make courses about manifesting a mindset. Cause that's the shit yeah. I actually care about. Yeah. So since I know how to do that, I'm going to do that. And it all just like happened. It like from, I think on the outside, a lot of people think that it was easy for me to build out my line purpose. Cause it has been pretty flowy from day one but the backstory to that is like, yeah, it took me like 17 years of it ignoring myself before I got to this place where it was like, oh, this is my aligned purpose. And then that's where like the name came from. And so I'm just so committed with Kayla. So Kayla's my business partner and she has her own whole big story of very similar to mine of ignoring her intuition. And when we came together, we were like, I wonder if there's other women out there who hate their jobs and would like to be doing something else and it turns out well there's thousands so um we're in the right business and and that's that's like what kind of how i'm here today
0: that's amazing i got goosebumps multiple times there because that story is just i think it just shines light on the fact that if you kind of have that gut feeling of i'm not really like you said living my purpose i'm not living my truth i'm doing what everyone else is telling me to do. And like you kind of depicted that typical um, societal standard, if you will, of I'm gonna go to school because my parents told me to, I'm gonna get that job. I'm gonna lock in that pension. Like it's it's the safe route. And like for some people that works for them, but I think for a lot of us, like we just know like this isn't the path we wanna go down. And so what would be your, advice or kind of pick me up if you will for someone who's like i know that there's more for me but i'm terrified and i also like don't even know what first step to take mm. wow where to even begin with that
1: <laughs> i think like first of all like making sure that you create some sort of introspective introspective practice for yourself so spending a little bit of time every day where you're with your own thoughts, whether you're journaling, you're meditating, you're doodling, you're out walking in the woods by yourself, but not a podcast in, not music in, like just yeah. observing, like observing what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people, I hear a lot of times from women, who are like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, do you know what you don't want? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, then you're on the right path. Cause when you know what you don't want, which was where I was like, what you do want gets clearer and clearer. So I think if you're struggling, anybody's listening and they're struggling, I would say, First of all, prioritize time alone with you and your thoughts Mm -hmm. and don't judge them, just observe them. Notice like sometimes I catch myself overthinking about my clients and I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. So what can I do instead? Okay, how can I be the best um, like business coach that there is. So I can role model that for other people who want to go into business rather than fixating on like, why isn't she hiring that virtual assistant yet? Or like, why is she not prioritizing a profit first business or whatever the thoughts are that are coming into my mind? It's like, I don't have to judge myself for overthinking somebody else I can observe Mm -hmm. and then see, like, does that thought I I'm just such a believer in, and it's science-based, like our thoughts create an emotion. And so people talk about manifesting as your thoughts becoming things, whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts, those good thoughts become good things. Those bad thoughts become bad things. But what I think is the missing conversation is like your thought elicits an emotion. So that good thought, yes, elicits an emotion that creates a thing that makes you have that good emotion. And your bad thought elicits a fear-based emotion or worry or doubt or shame or whatever. And then you get some sort of experience. Maybe it's not exactly what you visualized in your mind, but then you get an experience that then truly elicits fear or shame or doubt or worry. Mm. And so if we're going to spend time in our day worrying about where we're at in five years or being fearful or scared about you know, I'm hearing so much right now, but it's inflation and there's a recession. And guess what? The universe does not care. <laughs> the universe doesn't care. You can go out and create more money. Mm-hmm. If you're in a nine to five and you have an employer that's controlling your income, then yeah, that is scary. And I'm here. I hear people in that. I mean, I'm I'm of that age where I graduated university in 2008, like the biggest recession that we've had in our lifetime. I know what it's like to come into a world where there's no opportunity per Mm -hmm. se until you realize like, oh, I get to create my fucking opportunity. I get to do that. So I think sit down. Create some time every day like this. I'm talking 10 minutes is what you can start with. Mm-hmm. Start journaling out. And if you're like, I don't even know what to journal. Remember that this is not for anybody else to look at. So it can just be like, what am I afraid of? What do I really want? If, if everything was okay, and nobody would be in trouble. And I had all the money and time in the world. What would I like to be spending my days doing? Let yourself get curious about who you are. Yeah. And then from there then, then I would say, start to look for proof. Mm -hmm. So I'm always telling our clients, like, they're like, I, you know, want to have a business where I'm coaching people to, I'm just going to make something up. I don't know where I'm coaching people to make coffee. And they're like, and I just don't know how to do that. I don't know how to coach people to have a coffee roastery. I'm like, well, does it exist? Whether it does it exist in the real world that you can look for it as proof. And also, does it exist in your mind? Because if it exists in your mind, then it's it's real, it's already happening. You just have to wait to catch up to it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I think kind of going hand in hand with that, it's like your mindset, like you were saying, like your thoughts can turn into that kind of reality. So the way that we're speaking to ourselves and about our goals or about our life, or just even about ourselves, like that's huge too, right? Because if we have that self-limiting um narrative which is I feel super common for a lot of us because things are scary and the unknown is scary and sometimes we are really programmed with like that belief that oh well I can't do that or there's already so much of that or whatever it is like that is is huge too right so just kind Mm. of having that even though it might take time to get yourself to that like I really believe in myself but the way you speak about what you're trying to do and about yourself really matters too right
1: Yeah. And I think it's like really understanding for everybody who's listening, because I I, like, I once was in that place where I did believe I had to be a teacher for 35 years and then have a pension. Like I believed that there was no other reality. I was in that box. That was my paradigm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to be open to the idea that there's other realities that exist. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good, a good place to start. And then also understanding that we have like tens of thousands of thoughts a day. And so noticing which ones you're choosing to put on repeat, like I could say to you, Marissa, tell me about, um, something that happened to you under the age of 10. That is a great memory. And do you have something that comes up for you?
0: Uh, I would say like, okay, the first thing that popped into my mind is like rollerblading with my dad. Okay. So like, do you know where you were at and how old you were? Um, probably just like in our neighborhood, like in front of our house kind of, and yeah, maybe around the age of 10.
1: Okay. So we'll just park that for a second. And then I say, Marissa, can you tell me about the first time you got your heart broken, uh, in a relationship? Can you remember where, who you were with, where you were at, how old you were, that sort of thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And so how long ago was that roughly? Uh, I was
0: probably like 17. So about 10 years ago.
1: Okay. And so it is Thursday, November 3rd right now. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if I say to you, Marissa, last Tuesday, not two days ago, but last Tuesday, what did you have for lunch? Can you tell me?
0: No idea. No.
1: No, because it's not fucking important to you. This is the thing. We remember what we create as important in our mind. And so if we can latch onto you, if you can tell me right now that you remember rollerblading with your dad like 20 years ago, and you can tell me something that you remember from 10 years ago, but you can't tell me something from nine days ago, it's that's because that wasn't important to you. So what we make important is what we think about over and over and over again. So if we want to think about something in the future, we've got to make it important. Yeah. We've got to start fixating on thoughts. So the future hasn't happened yet. But what happens is everybody goes to a fear-based place. They're like, well, in five years, if I don't do this, then this will happen. And then I won't have this person and da da da. And we're creating the reality and it hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. So create the other reality to go to, because here, here's the thing, like we're all, it, it's, So common to go to that fear-based place. Like I'm not saying that won't happen. Of course it will happen, but have the other reality to catch yourself, to be like, oh my gosh, there I am worrying about where I'm going to be in five years when I could be excited and imaginative and visionary about where I could be in five years. And here's the here's the best part. Neither of those have happened yet. So then just come back to, and where am I right now? Am I safe? Am I happy? Am I healthy? Is there a roof over my head? Am I fed? Okay, cool. I'm okay.
0: Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's all about mindset. And like, for me, especially in my own journey, like I definitely used to be in that victim mentality of like, well, this is just the way it is. Or I almost like capped myself off at like what success looked like for me. And I was like, well, there's already lots of this, like I'll maybe get to this point, but I just didn't really, yeah, I didn't really like believe in what I truly wanted. And then when I finally started to shift my mindset and my perspective too, of like, I've already come this far. And who's to say I can't do X, Y, Z. And it's true. Like when you do put in that work daily, whether it's like you said, 10 minutes of journaling, or you're like actually going out and putting in the work into something physical, or you're creating something, or again, you're just shifting that mindset. Like you are investing in yourself and your future and it's that's possible for everyone whether you maybe like some people do actually want to work a nine to five and that's great but maybe you just want to be more fulfilled in it or it's with you know a company you want to work with or maybe like you want to just travel the world and work off your laptop whatever it is but yeah I honestly believe mindset is is where it starts and I know you're super big into manifesting which like I love manifesting and for me I've noticed um when I go into the visu- the visualizations really help me, but I, I focus a lot more on like how I want to feel in like mm-hmm. those manifestations. And I've found that that's what elicits that, um, aspect of it for it to really happen. Right. Because like, we know what like happiness would feel like, or feeling fulfilled or whatever it is. So can you give a little bit of insight of like your favorite ways to manifest or just if someone has never even like gone down that avenue, what would that kind of look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you just like hit the nail on the head with like it manifesting is a feeling. And, um, and so for when people are like skeptics or like doubtful of manifesting, I'm like, okay, well you can doubt it or be a skeptic, but you're, you're manifesting right now. Like you're, you are always manifesting. We manifest what we are and who we are. And the thing is, is that we're all vibrational. So I think the important thing to understand here is people get caught up in like, so are you saying if I'm in a bad mood and like, this is the worst day ever, I'm going to manifest more of it. And it's like, no, it's almost impossible to do that because our, feelings, our emotions carry a vibration. And so they're on a vibrational scale. And the bottom of that vibrational scale is like fear, doubt, worry, shame. Um, those are like the bottoms of, of the scale. And so when you're in those places, it's almost like your magnet, we all have like, you know, you can rub your hands together. You're creating friction. We have energy when you're in those States, like your magnet is so small, like you can't attract anything. And then you move up the scale a little bit. You're not going to go from fear to joy in one breath you you do a process of moving yourself up the scale when you are in a place of joy abundance love um gratitude your magnet is so big your like your dial is turned up that feeling that way is just like uh, say i'm feeling that way and you're feeling that way and I don't know you, and I want to hear about moving to Mexico. It's almost like worlds collide, and it's like I met this girl today, and she lives in Mexico, and she's from Victoria, and da da da. And that's where people are like, it was crazy. And it's like no, it's your your magnets turned on. Like you're excited about something, and so I think start to pay attention to what excites you, what brings you joy, what you're grateful for, because that is turning your magnet on. And so if people are having a hard day. Feel those feelings. I'm not saying like, let's, we're not talking spiritual bypassing here, feel those feelings. And when you are ready to say, okay, I've had enough of feeling like a big old bag of shit right now. And I want to feel better. Know that you Are the person responsible to a change, your emotional scale? I can't say Marissa made me feel sad. I can't say Marissa made me feel happy. You are not responsible for how I feel. I choose to respond to how I am with you. And so when people want to manifest something, I think it's really important to think about how do you want to feel? And a great example of this is like we want to people say they want to manifest material things all the time. Yes, I agree because those. Things help give you proof of how you want to feel. So, when I hear somebody say, for example, I want to manifest a boat, I'm like, okay, it's not actually the boat. So, let's break this down. Like, why do you want the boat? Oh, because I want to take my friends out. Okay, why? Well, because I want to have like this sense of adventure and connection and fun with my friends. Okay, so you want adventure, connection, and fun. So, what are you doing today when you wake up to go find a sense of adventure connection fund? Because if you wait for that boat, you're going to be waiting for that boat every damn day. It's not going to come. You have to wake up today and say, I'm looking for adventure. And so what you do is you go out and you sign up to this thing. You don't know anybody and you're out and you're doing whatever you're ziplining in the trees. And then that person says, Hey, you want to come on my boat later? And you're like, well, shit, that's how it works. That's We, we seek the feeling and we have to choose the feeling and wake up each day and set an intention for our day, but not an expectation. My intention today, and always be a feeling state. My intention today is to feel present, to feel abundant, to, to feel grateful, to feel proud, whatever it is, choose how you want to feel. And then look for proof that the universe or God or source or creator or whatever is corresponding with you. And then I think the like secondary piece to this that is often missed is like, and I say this to our clients all the time. It's like, imagine on the other side of this phone is the universe or whomever you you speak to and you're like. Hey, um, yeah, would really like to meet the love of my life. Uh, hi, would love to have the six figure business. Hi, hi universe. It's me, Nicole, like just calling in again, but when are you sitting down and listening for the phone to ring? If then you're out and about all day long, doing all the things you hate and worrying and running around being a busy bee, but you are not sitting in meditation or you're not sitting with your thoughts. The universe is like, Hey, I've been trying to call you, but you're not making any space for me. You can't hear me. So we have to sit down and listen. To the answers for what it is that we're asking for.
0: Yeah. And on that same note, what would you say to someone who like, because I know we're all we're we're always so busy and I don't have any time and like I'm running around, I have kids, I have a job, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I don't have any time for myself. And so, like again, when we're creating that narrative, like is someone in that boat of like, I feel like I don't have any time for myself, how would you approach that conversation?
1: It's, it might sound blunt, but I would, the first thing I would say is like, tell me how that's working out for you. (laughs) Like, you know, like you're, you are the one to keep choosing that. So we can get our family on board. We can say to our kids, like, Hey, we're going to sit down and say some gratitudes before we eat our breakfast or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or we can say to our partners before we go to bed, instead of scrolling our phones, because this is the thing I call bullshit on the like, I don't have the time. If I say to somebody I'm working with that that is like, I don't have the time, I've got the kids, I've got the job and the sports and the after school things. Okay. Have you went on Instagram today? Have you turned on your TV today? Like, have you done either of those things? And I've never heard a no. Okay, then you are choosing to consume and not create, or you are choosing to um, absorb and not be. So we've got to find like and the, here's the thing. like if we believe we need nine hours of sleep, if we're so convinced that, like I'm not a good human being unless I get nine hours of sleep, then you're going to wake up with eight hours of sleep and you're going to ruin your whole day right there. Cause you're like, no, I only function on nine hours of sleep. Tell yourself a different story. Then tell yourself you thrive. I crushed this day. I only got five hours of sleep, but I'm going to crush this day because I'm somebody who thrives and creates my day. It's, it's really all Mm self-talk. And I think it is being honest with ourselves of like, okay, if I map out my day, of when I wake up to when I go to bed, when I'm going to eat, when I'm going to shower, when I'm going to do whatever, can you really not find ten minutes? Mm.
0: It's like that self fulfilling prophecy, right? Like I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time, or like I can't do this, I can't do this. Well, if you keep telling yourself that, that's going to be the story, right? Like we are writing our story, and that's why, like we chat about this this whole episode. It's like it's all about your mindset, the way you're speaking to yourself, your perspective, like. All of that like stems down to what we're chatting about.
1: Yeah. What you believe and what you think. So like our beliefs, like I believe the sky is blue and I believe manifesting is real. And I believe French fries are my favorite food. Like I believe these things, but where do those beliefs come from? Like some people believe super strongly in a religion or in a um like way of being or politics or whatever it is like we can get on that level which is not a level I really vibe with but it goes to show how strong people are in their beliefs Mm. where does that come from our beliefs are our thoughts on repeat so we're thinking something over and over just like me thinking about my clients I could create a belief that like my clients aren't making the decision to hire at the right time. And I could get fixated on that, but I have to cut the thought off because I don't want that to be a belief. So what we're thinking on repeat is our beliefs. And then when we believe something, we take action on that. That's like, it's just, it's just how it is. We wake up. And if we believe we've got to go to our nine to five job, then we're going to wake up and set the alarm and Pour the coffee and run out the door tired and go to our nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is our reality reflects it. So we think something on repeat, we create a belief, we take action on that belief. And now our reality reflect, reflects it. And now we're proving to ourselves that this just must be the only way. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is disrupt it at the beginning with the thought and say, like, okay, I know that I've been running on autopilot for the last 15 years and I'm going to choose tomorrow to try something different Mm -hmm. because clearly this isn't working out. And this is where I don't bash on like the JLB, like a job. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is what I'm hearing is that 99% of people don't feel fulfilled in their job and they feel like it's taking their time and we can create more money. We can't create more time. So if you're ready to manage your time and manipulate time and either make the same amount of money or maybe like a lot more money or less money at the end of the day money's not the issue here it's the time
0: and your quality of life right
1: yeah your quality of life how fulfilled are you right that's what coaching is right like well like life coaching uh, traditional leadership coaching my training is in getting people to fulfillment Mm -hmm. like it i it actually doesn't matter what has happened to me from this moment backwards. It like yes, it might have made up cellularly who I am and my belief system, but right now what do I want and why do I want to go there? That's like what coaching is. Like let's get you forward momentum to where you want to be because clearly where you are right now isn't
0: where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's amazing. You just like gave me so much inspiration too today. Mm-hmm. So Oh, thank, thank you, Nicole. You. That was truly incredible. Um, I hope that everyone listening gained a little bit out of that. But I mean, your your in Kayla's Instagram and even just what you do in your business is truly amazing too. So if you guys are ever interested in hearing more, um, where can people kind of find you, Nicole? And I'm gonna put all your details in the episode description too, so you can check them out. But yeah, just share a bit about how people can find you.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks Marissa. Um, and this was fun and I, l- I love like, you know, talking to other women about mindset. So thanks for having me. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere. It's my line purpose. So it's our website is my um, on all major, uh, podcast streaming platforms. It's my line purpose, the podcast, Instagram, my line purpose, um, Facebook, like Pinterest, YouTube, where we're on all those places, and it's my line purpose.
0: I love it. That's amazing. Well, thanks for joining, Nicole. Hopefully, we inspired some women to go empower themselves. And yeah, I'd love to have you on another time because I feel like we could just chat about this for forever. But it was amazing yeah. having you. Thanks, girl. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.